It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I'm your number one fan. What have you done to its eyes? Here's Johnny. Hiya, Georgie. Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. The power of Christ compels you! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Watch this video. If you guys were teaching like a a film class, like a like a study of film, Ooh. what would be a movie that you would show in class? Hmm. Well, I wouldn't show Citizen Kane for fuck's sake. Absolutely not. Because that's the go-to. I mean, we've all experienced it. We all went through this. Citizen Kane was like the go-to. Like, we'll show you this movie. They did some cool uh, shit. It, you know, you I two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Undercover That's where brother. I was leaning. Okay. Because yeah, it, it it's good at telling <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. Telling the story through camera work and just plot and it makes you think and it's just really cool and it's by freaking Kubrick. You Eddie can pick Griffith any Kubrick really movie funny. and do it. Neil Patrick Harris is in the movie. I don't know what else you want from a film. So Undercover Brother. Okay, it seems I took that seriously. <laughs> I what about take... Spencer? Can you imagine going to Nate's film class and going right into John's right after? <laughs> no, sorry, you're stuck <laughs> with John this semester. Oh, man, really? Fuck. We're watching Undercover <laughs> Brother. It's like getting Dr. Really House over uh, that other guy. <laughs> oh, my God. But Mr. Mervine, can Steinfeld's we please watch week, Schindler's List? No, we're watching Green Room. <laughs> Green Room is a good fuck. Oh my god, I can't. I'm sensitive. That's the thing. Those are such the the cliche movies they always showed in high school, which was like Braveheart, Schindler's List, National um, Treasure, To Kill a Mockingbird. I remember watching The Island in math class, Algebra two class. We watched the what? Michael Bay's The Island. Yeah, isn't that weird? You really think <laughs> back and you realize that a lot of these movies had zero context in terms of the subject we were supposed to be learning. Easily nope. was just like, let's just put this on. I used to I watch want Snow to Dogs in chemistry class. Give me a fucking break, man. Exactly. If it was like the day before a vacation or something, my teacher oh, okay. would just like, be like, Salvatore. "Yeah, you, you're serious right now." Snow, snow Dogs, yeah. Either Snow Dogs or Armageddon. Welcome back yeah. to Spooktober, everybody. Week two, we made it. We made it through week one. We survived through week two. So far? Uh, but all month long, it's Spooktober. It's October, so we're going to be watching some spooky films. Uh, and this is week spooky. two. And, Getting all giddy uh, over it. Let's go. We had spooky. Some, uh, some spooky films that were voted on last Ooh. week. The Ooh. movie that... W- you okay? you right? Spooky. Let's get the heebie-jeebies oh, yeah. over there. Uh, okay, careful now. I can't even spell heebie-jeebies. That's how nervous I am. Well, the movie that won for me uh, <laughs> is a little... <laughs> Korean film called The Tale of Two Sisters, which came out in 2003. It's actually oh, called boy. A Tale of Two Sisters. But oh, really? It's not yeah. that tale? Thank you. No. Oh. Captain no. Horror. Because I, I, it was bringing me to a bunch of other stuff. And, yeah, it's like some, like, 2000, <laughs> like, I don't know. It is A Tale of Two Sisters. Fuck. All right. Well, moving on. Well, for me, we had the 1999 Tim Tim Burton directed Sleepy Hollow with Christina Ritchie and Johnny Depp. The Funhouse, Toby Hooper, did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Dolby. I know what I would like to talk about first. What's that? I would like to talk about The Funhouse. Oh, I, I, I think okay. I, I'd, I'd, me, uh... I'd like to talk about The Funhouse. Sorry, uh, sure. let me just bring it up real quick. The Funhouse, Toby Hooper, 1981. Uh, a little hour and a half film about 
group of friends who just go to the carnival. They hang out. They see all the weird stereotypical carnival attractions like two-headed cows, kid in a jar, fat lady on top of a circus tent. You name it. What lies underneath the mysterious Frankenstein mask? What's going on under the surface? Spencer, do you like carnivals? And if so, would you go in the funhouse ride? I do like carnivals. I don't like how overpriced they are. Are but, they? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a fun time. I do lose interest after, like, I don't know, maybe like a couple hours. So I wouldn't do what they did and spend the whole night there. Uh, I think that's a little wackadoo. As for the movie, The Fun House, I liked it the, in the first five minutes, because obviously this is directed by Toby Hooper, who has done The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, the first five minutes, there's a reference to Halloween, and there's a reference to Psycho. Mm-hmm. Like, right out of the gate. Bam. Like it's it's just like a horror movie like oh, And Black Christmas. Okay, well I haven't seen that one. One thing about this movie that was a little frustrating and I even uh jotted this down is nothing really happens until maybe 45 minutes into the movie. The first 30 minutes is just the teens just kind of walking around the carnival, exploring it, kind of just getting high, watching weird like stripper shows. It's setting uh, the tone weird. of the carnival though. Yes, I mean it yeah, definitely the setting the tone. Makes you uncomfortable. Uh, and then once finally, like, the horror starts and, like, about halfway through, then it kind of becomes a very fun movie. And I did have a, a pretty good time uh, with the rest of the film. But I do think that the first half, it just took a little bit too long to get going uh, for me to really get invested with everything going on. But I thought it was fun seeing, like, a carnival in the 80s. And I thought the production uh, design was just awesome. Uh, I love some of the, like, just them, like, especially in the fun houses, like, towards the end. Thought that was just it made for a lot of fun scenes. It was interesting. I did enjoy watching this. I just wish it had a little more consistency with the uh, tones. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Spencer. Uh, Toby Hooper, who <clears throat> did Poltergeist, which I don't think I've actually seen the original Poltergeist. Amazing. Um, I remember watching The Thing. Wait, did he do? It's a lot of fun. John Carpenter. No, that's John Carpenter. Oh shit! It was what's the other John? One? Did, uh, that's Strike One. Thank you. I hate myself so much right now. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, but no, I actually, I actually uh, kind of found this movie sort of fun. I didn't think the acting was as horrible as I would expect from what I thought was kind of going to be like a B horror movie. Um, but it it does have some good people behind it. I thought that they set the tone of the carnival really well. There were so many creepy scenes, like the the weird woman in the bathroom, and then um, also the strippers at a carnival. I did not know. Like, is that a thing back in the 80s that you go to a carnival and there's just strippers? Um, yeah, well, it did oh, say cool. adults After only, hours. so. Yeah, I, I don't think that happened at the Yarmouth Clam Festival as far as I know. Or um, at the Bangor State <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, it probably happened at the Bangor State Fair, let's be real. Yeah, many um, times I've been a part of it. Um, I don't think that this movie, I don't think the killer was as menacing as I would have hoped. Like, he just kind of mm-hmm. seemed like a bumbling idiot at times. Like, he was just The deformed man? Yeah, like, he didn't really seem to have much of a purpose. It wasn't like Jason or Michael Myers or something. It was just this weird Frankenstein guy that was trying to hire strippers, you know? Um, And then these kids kind of get caught in the scuffle. But uh, you get a little unnecessary nudity for no reason. You just nudity out of nowhere and back in these uh, 1980s movies, you know? I can't complain, but... uh, It's the B-horror movies. It's not an (laughs) 80s movie if there isn't some sort of unnecessary boob shot. From, like, the opening scene and the the scene with the kid, I'm like, that is the most piece of shit little brother ever. I hate this kid. 
Um, when he just, I like, like that he has like a whole little like subplot too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he like stabs his naked like... sister in the shower. I'm like, first of all, what the fuck is wrong with you? Second of all, that's like it's cardboard. fucking weird. Yeah, but shoot, <laughs> like it was fun. I guess I, I was I I was taken by surprise by how much I actually found myself enjoying this movie. So yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, this movie's been on the radar forever. Ever since I just watched horror movies and just looked into them. This was one of the ones that I was just like, I think I'm going to like this. I like the feeling of a weird carnival, I guess. You get this stereotypical feeling that the carnies are, like, bizarre and out there. And, of course, that comes with clowns, too. You just you don't really know what to expect from these people. If they're a little unhinged or what's going on. But it wasn't what I was expecting. I was hoping it would be more violent. Because I was like, ooh, Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, let's see... Let's see this. And I agree, it did take a little too long to get the action started. But when it did, it was missing something. Like, I thought the kills were kind of weak, in a way. They just, almost like what Friday the 13th can sometimes be faulted for, is, like, cutting away from the violence. Mm -hmm. What you don't see is supposed to be scarier. But I think in this one, they needed that guy to, like, lumber around and stalk more instead it was more or less him just being kind of afraid of his father and them being trapped yeah it didn't even really make sense to me like why he was a killer like i guess they they kind of uh hint to it where uh when he brings the stripper in there and he's like oh why you're using one of our own so i guess he has this thing where he likes to just i don't know pay strippers and kill them or something but that's really the only kind of hint you get to it and you don't get like any backstory whatsoever to like why he is the way he is. Yeah, if um, you if they if it made them more relatable and made it more real kind of thing, then sure. But I feel like they just kind of threw these carnival workers in there. One of them was really only important, other than the tall Frankenstein guy. But it would have been cool to see the inner workings of the rest of the carnival too, like how the funhouse yeah. worked. If it was more cult like. Kind of, kind of like what Freak Show was for American Horror Story. Something like that. Make it kind of dark and more evil, I guess. This just seemed like they went to a run-of-the-mill funhouse and just a bunch of crazy people gave them a hard time and people died. It didn't feel like they were killers on the run kind of thing. Which I kind of like in slasher movies because it adds that built-in tension to it but it just it didn't have a punch that a horror movie like this from the 80s should have that's something this movie needs is scares and it just wasn't really scary it it lacked any type of scares at least for me um but yeah i mean i just kind of watched this movie as this cheesy almost kind of b movie of of, uh this carney Uh, it reminded me of a uh, movie we watched for spooktober number one last year yeah called haunt yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh kids go to this like uh sketchy haunted house and it just turns ugly really fast and it just it needed something kind of like haunt where like it really committed to its horde and committed to its uh scares at times this Mm -hmm. one like i said it just it kind of like the first the first kill isn't until 50 minutes into the movie and it's just a choke a choking like it's, mm-hmm. it's something very like i don't want to say tame but like for a horror tame. movie it's not it's it's, it's not like yeah it's it's it wasn't something that you know you were kind of expecting um and it, a fun fact about this movie toby hooper turned down directing et to direct this movie did he now yep 
Yeah. Sure did. Oh. So Steven Spielberg directed E.T. obviously himself and then worked with Toby Hooper with Poltergeist a couple of years later. Good combo right there. Imagine turning also, down E.T. to do this movie. And I went I went down a rabbit hole of Toby Hooper because I was like, I feel like I've only seen a couple of his movies and that's correct because Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, that's the only movies I've seen of his other than now besides Funhouse as well. But uh, all the movies he's made after this, maybe a 3.0 to a 5.2 on imdb like none mm. of them have been like well received he kind of fell off the radar a little bit in terms of his filmography mm-hmm. uh which i know is interesting but i thought this movie was fun i mean i i still enjoyed it it's not a movie that i could see myself really re-watching a whole lot but uh for what it was worth i i kind of did i did have a good time with it it's quick it's only 90 minutes i don't within the first five minutes and like seeing the references of psycho and halloween and almost paying homage to uh his previous film texas chainsaw massacre with like the deformed person like I don't being know, abused by his like, father yeah like hide and, them yeah. from society and then like letting them like let loose and i don't know like it just kind of reminded me a little bit of his previous films so i don't know it, it was it was still fine though it was it, i still enjoyed watching it so uh i'm just gonna grade it i'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five didn't quite get to fresh from me, but I still had a good time with it. I think I, you know, always say this all the time, but I do echo most of your points. I, th- I think that I think that the movie overall was definitely fun, and like Nate said, yeah, the kills could have been way better. I don't even remember what happened to two of them because the kills were so unmemorable. I know one kid kind of got like an axe to the head, and then that one got hung. Off camera. Yeah, that was off camera. Yeah, I mean, you see it afterwards. And, but yeah. like, I mean, it's just a little prop, and that, but which also I think that was just a thing back then. Like they didn't, maybe they didn't have the budget. They just didn't do their best to show a kill like that without making it look really bad. So they just, they cut away. It's just how it, how it was. Well, the MPAA is pretty big yeah. during this time. It just started to rise. These movies were getting censored. Cause this, this was right on so the back bad. of Friday the 13th. They were trying to basically mm-hmm. make a, a similar film uh, to, was it Paramount that does Friday the 13th? I can't mm-hmm. remember. But yeah, so they were they were trying to kind of make something similar without stepping on their toes. Because this movie definitely is its own thing. I, I definitely, I, th- I think it was fun. The, the carnival aspect, it was creepy. It had like the it's a small world vibe. But I, I can get it to fresh. I actually gave this a three and a half out of five. I, uh, oh, okay. It's probably one of my, one of the better films of the week overall. So, uh, hmm, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, That's high. I honestly was not expecting that from you. Yeah, well, I had a good time with it, and you know, cool. Yeah. But it was one of those where it was slow, slow build, and then like quick glimpses of action, and then back to slow. Changed pace so quick, and those moments didn't last that long. So that's what kind of threw it for me because the moments where there was like a fight or any action going on, maybe a minute or two, and then the rest is them kind of slowly walking in the dark, trying to get out, kind of thing. So it just it had all the elements to be scary, but it just didn't take it up. Like, it didn't go up that notch to make it scary. But it's Toby Hooper. The movie looked really good, but I'm going to match John. I'm doing three and a half out of five as well. Um, wasn't the greatest slasher movie. Definitely could be could fall by the wayside with the Friday the 13th, the Nightmares, the Halloweens, and whatnot. But give it a watch if you like classic horror. Watch Watch another Toby Hooper movie that you've probably never seen, um, and then put it away and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that is a superior film. <laughs> yeah, if you've but, never but seen the Fun House is fun. It's on Amazon Prime and it's worth it. 
It's one mm. of the scarier like PG movies. To be thing honest. is, I've seen the Family Guy version. I think I've seen the remake. So like, I know the story, and that's the problem. It's like I I know what's gonna happen, but I, it doesn't mean I don't want to watch yeah. it. It's a classic horror film. I have to well, check it out. So. The original speaking... one's so campy. It's so much fun. I was gonna say, uh, speaking of remakes of movies, do you guys want to talk about A Tale of Two Sisters? Absolutely. I'll leave my movie for last. Johnny Depp, Mainstream Boy, Christina Reggie. A Tale of Two Sisters, which came out in 2003. It is directed by Kim Ji-Woon, and it's <laughs> basically about a family is haunted by the tragedies of the deaths within the family. Very vague kind of IMDb plot. Um, and it's got some acclaim. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 83% audience score, 7.2 on IMDb, uh, and 3.6 on Letterboxd. So, you know, the ratings are pretty, you know, Above average. And it was remade called The Uninvited. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It came out in like 2009. Bits and pieces. Emily Browning, Elizabeth Banks. I'm, um, Elizabeth Banks? Wow, they went mainstream Yeah, she plays that the stepmother that's like kind of <laughs> okay. like the villain. But yeah, no, uh, I heard that this movie was going to be very twisty and turny uh, and that you really had to pay attention because the plot was going to change on you. It's got a very non-linear way of telling the story. So I kind of knew that going in, so I was making sure to pay extra attention to that. Uh, Nate, you've already uh, hinted that you have some questions but initial thoughts on A Tale of Two Sisters. Okay, this movie has a style, and the music, and the performances, and it has the look of just this amazing horror thriller. It does. It's got so many moments that were genuinely scary, where I was just kind of laying in bed going, oh, this is, the way they're shooting this is really well done, especially what they did with shadows and colors and what everything represented. I feel like I missed something. Either I missed something and I just need to pay attention better, or the story wasn't told right. I don't know what it was, but I feel like I missed like 10 minutes of the movie that could have explained it all to me. That's how I felt as well, and I didn't get my answers until I had to kind of research the movie a little bit. Everywhere that I read basically said, like, once you rewatch it, it's like, it's so clear. And honestly, Mm. because I had seen the remake, and the remake, obviously, they dumbed it down for us Americans, Mm -hmm. so we would understand. They had to explain it. (laughs) I probably would have loved the remake, let's be real. Beat it over your head. So I knew the story because I so happened to have just rewatched that remake like uh, eight months ago. So it was mm-hmm. still kind of fresh in my mind. So going into this one, I could I could kind of see where it was going to go. But even this movie was still different, and it had some new twists and turns that I wasn't expecting as well. Uh, so I really appreciated that, that our original movie and the remake can still stand out and still be so different. And obviously yeah. this one I feel like is so much better. I, I knew nothing about this movie going in, so I just, going in with blind eyes, didn't really know what to expect. Because like you said, that IMDb plot description is extremely vague. I just see these these two girls kind of showing up back with their family, I guess. And then the mom is a real bitch. And, you know, about an hour and ten minutes into the movie, some shit goes, or shit happens that just confused me, like, a lot of left turns and stuff. I will agree with Nate that there were some genuinely good visual scares. The audio was used well. I like the music. I am very confused as to what the overall message or the plot was trying to unravel. I read into it a lot. Oh, you did? Okay. Afterwards, yeah. (laughs) I did. I was like, I need to... Because I have OCD. If I feel that I missed something, it eats away. So I'm like trying to... 
explain to myself what I saw because the movie, it flowed really well. Like I was never bored. I thought the pacing was actually really well done. That's something that foreign movies do a lot, I think, is they do a good job at letting the audience figure it out for themselves because they yeah. know they're not stupid. Like it's not going to go over their head, but we're going to make them work for it. Americans. Exactly. But <laughs> I feel like I needed, I, but I feel I needed a little bit of that. I guess I can say Americanized film just so that it explained a little better. This one left it a little more open and ominous to what actually happened. Um, I, I just needed a little bit more because if I feel like there was a gap or something that I missed because are okay. we in spoil the spoiler yeah, section? Spoilers. Can we what do that? What are you mainly confused about? Okay. Um, I understand Soon Yi. She's the oh. main character girl. Or Soon Me. Soon Me. She's the one that was in the, the institution at the beginning. She's the she's the like the sister with the longer hair, not the bolder. Yes, the, the older yes. looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I I started to connect that the other sister might not really be there, and I kind of started to figure that out. And then when the dad says it, I I kind of leaned forward a little bit. I was like, oh, this is taking not a parasite type of turn, but just one of those twists that. Once you see it, you're like, oh my god. Haven't mm -hmm. finished Parasite. Well, you, when you see it, you, you'll know what I mean. But okay. I get the sister thing and how she was kind of portraying the other sister too. But I don't understand the stepmother. Because yeah. apparently soon me was also pretending to be the stepmother but we were seeing the stepmother and that's what was throwing me off. Is that she was supposed to be like... That's why she was institutionalized because of this horrible thing. And now she's like seeing her sister and acting as her sister and the stepmother. And it so, threw me off. I what was the hell like, happened to the yeah. sister? what the hell happened to the sister? Like the I, whole time you see her, she's not real. The best way that I could understand it was basically if you, if you rewatch the movie, you have to know the whole time that it's just her and her dad. That's the okay. only people in the house. Because mm -hmm. she has mm. a split personality disorder, like split. She has so many personalities, and the movie is showing the the audience as you're watching it. You're seeing it in her imagination as like what's going on. It's just craziness, and it's just that's just to explain her headspace in the first half of the movie. And then obviously, once the twist happens, it's like no, like none of these people are around. Or I mean, like the stepmom is, but she's a whole different version of what this like split personality character that she's created for the stepmother but have these uh, people ever existed though is my yes. question yeah no, yes. they, really they have and the, like at the yeah. end you see what, the real you... outcome we're seeing what is essentially soon me or sue me as the stepmother the whole time like the mean one that we're seeing yeah it's in her it's like basically her split personality character yeah and that and that's why it was throwing me off because we it's see Su Yi, yeah. the sister, the stepmother, and the father, but they all interact. Like, I was yeah. looking at something saying, 
oh, uh, Su Yun, the sister, like, she never interacted with anybody. That's how you hint at it. And I'm like, yeah, she does. <laughs> like, with yeah. the father and the stepmother. And But now it makes sense now if I picture just the father and Su Mi. It threw me off seeing so much of the stepmother and Su Mi at the same time. That made it hard. Because I was like, how can she be playing her if she's looking and talking with her? But then again, if the father and the sister aren't in the room, it could all be in her head. Because right. there were a lot of scenes that, that, with just the stepmother yeah. and the uh, the younger sister, weren't there? There was a couple, like, yeah. in the so closet. Two people that where... technically don't exist is what, why I'm like, okay, so why do we have all these scenes? But then again, they had a so lot that, of okay. sequence scenes. It was to just basically showcase other... her how crazy her head is, like her uh, her mental state of mind is. Like she just got out of the institution, and like it's yeah. still fucking nuts. I mean, she still has this yeah. personality disorder. I feel like the first hour of the movie, but like it's not a super complex story. It's pretty vague yeah, about pretty what's simple. going on. Yeah, but. It's the fact that when this twist happens, it's almost like a red herring to twist you in another direction. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the the sister's not really there. And at that point, I'm like, oh, she's suffering. And then the stepmom thing came in. And I just can't remember the shot of the stepmother towards the end. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. It's basically just a, a mind fuck to make your mind go in one direction when it's actually going. In That's why I wanted so. to save this one for last because I knew because I like I came into it without a grade because I, I needed it either. explained. I, I, I was don't like have a grade because movies, honestly, movies like this that that totally just mess with your head and you really have to think about it. Usually, I love those. Um, Same. But this is just one that I genuinely think I need to see again. To fully understand it, or at least do some research like you guys have. I just haven't had the time to do so. Yeah, it was definitely just the having all of the characters on screen just kind of threw me off. That might be my simple-minded American movie watcher brain. To be fair, I was completely blown away by the sixth sense at the age of 17 when I had already had the movie spoiled for me by The Lonely Island. I still didn't pick up on the fact that, you know. Yeah, it's it's just even more confusing, so. Because I looked into it, and it was like, she's playing the sister, which now can make complete sense, because she's always at her side. And now, thinking of the stepmother, when she goes, oh, aren't you supposed to follow your sister? And then the sister runs, that makes sense now, because the sister leaves, the stepmother's still... And see, that's kind of why it throws me off, because you see the sister, who has this disorder, leave. The stepmother's still there, and the sister's there, and they interact. I think just and so vis- that's why it throws me off. I'm like, this is something she's imagining because there's so many dream sequences in the movie as well that have a lot of horror elements. But the but the yeah. scenes that just have the younger sister and the stepmother, I would just yeah. perceive those as yeah, these are she's just the other sisters just envisioning this happening for some reason. It, yeah, and that was the I little guess. bit that I was talking about that like little American bit that kind of explains it. It kind of wraps it all up. It boils down to just it's a total mindfuck. It's it takes a simple premise and just the way that the story is told in the, the non-linear way that's it why. messes with your head and it warrants the rewatch and because of that I do really respect it because like you said, Nate, I mean, I was never bored while watching it. I was very engaged and I was like very interested to see like what what's going to, how it's going to be revealed. I mean, even though I had seen the American version and knew kind of what the story was going to be like, 
it's it's handled so much better in this way uh and mm-hmm. i really implore you to watch a tale of two sisters and honestly maybe don't rewatch it watch the uninvited because it's kind of creepy it's it's not great it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those like i don't know throwaway 2009 uh horror movies but yeah at least because of the story i mean it breaks it down in a way so you will really understand it and uh yeah i mean it, it, it's, got, it's kind of campy and fun um but i feel like i could rewatch this one though because oh, it was I mean, well done and sure, scary ahead. enough to be interesting but i am gonna ask for some grades though where would you, where would you go john <sighs> how about you start as nate uh thinks about um it. i think without fully understanding the plot i could just grade this on a movie in general the technical aspects and how well that they kind of just convey what was going on and uh built tension as a horror movie and whatnot I think all that was done really well. The use of music was done very well. The acting was good. Um, and after you kind of explaining the film a little bit more, um, I think after another rewatch, I could definitely appreciate this film for what it is. Um, so I can't give it anything above, like I would say probably three and a half right now because it's it's it was definitely a good movie, but I need to fully grasp it to really give it a legitimate grade. So I will say it's Fair. definitely fresh or a little bit above fresh right now. So if we're going to go do like that, when I first watched it and it ended and the credits rolled and I was confused, I'll put it in the middle. So between a two and a half and a three, just because I didn't understand it fully. Um, now that it's been explained a little bit, it's bumped up a lot because it's one of those things that if I piece it together, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a cut. And so at that, I'm putting it at a four out of five. I will definitely rewatch it because if I rewatch it knowing that and it kind of goes fluently, that's four and a half potential five out of five Ooh, material just because it, yeah, give it, a it, it has all the horror elements of like say a mainstream movie mainstream boy Ooh, that's me. it has all of those elements but they're done perfectly like they with the shadow and the cutting back and forth and the use of the sound and jump scares and oh, the mom like when she first saw the mom uh, apparition and like the snapped neck and like like the, the camera was, like, the bent neck lady do, like right into her face yeah it reminded me all exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. i'd go four out of five okay. but if i if i rewatch it and i enjoy it and it works yeah. we could be uh talking about this movie a little later on interesting yeah I- i'm gonna match uh john's three and a half out of five because yeah i mean i was it was I was confused <laughs> and uh, it, it was definitely an interesting movie and it, it warrants that respect. Um, and it's just a movie that I think we all need to rewatch to fully grasp and understand because we're stupid. next spooktober. Um, so yeah, next maybe spooktober. we'll revisit this uh, on a, in a podcast. And if you haven't seen it, apologies for spoiling it. I hope you didn't listen to this whole thing. Um, but I did warn you. That, yes. <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> oh, well, um, but yeah, we can get into the final movie now, a little mainstream film. Wow, so Just it's my turn to yeah. shine right here? Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, the, the final film of this week's Spooktober Week 2 is Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999 with Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci. It basically follows a New York detective, Ichabod Crane, Ichabod. is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate <laughs> a series of mysterious deaths in which the victims are found beheaded. But the locals believe the culprit to be none other than the ghost of the legendary Headless Horseman. Ichabod. Ichabod. I don't, I, I'm reading it as I... Yeah, as I know, I but you it. watch the movie. <laughs> you his know name his name. I, I, I uh, always kind of had a little bit of interest in this movie. Uh, 
the Headless Horseman, there's only, what, a few movies that kind of allude to that storybook character? I was very surprised when this movie was legit rated R. I didn't realize that going in until you start kind of seeing people's heads come off. Well, what would you say on a, you know, since you're the horror movie guy? I can honestly say that this is by far my favorite Tim Burton movie. Um, oh, shit. Like yeah, I said, the worst movie of the week for some reason. No, like, no, no. <laughs> it had that story-like atmosphere that I liked. I don't know. It was just dark. It was gloomy, campy feel to it with some badass music and shots, especially when they're riding through the woods on the horses. Danny like Elfman, man. Yeah, nothing's more intense than two people riding on a horse chasing after each other with this epic orchestral music going on. Yeah, I want to be on that horse. I want my head cut off. If only it was Paul Newman and Robert Redford. It just, it, it had that creepy atmosphere. And I knew the story of Sleepy Hollow, of course, as a kid. What kid didn't? And so you go in with those preconceived notions of what this story would look like on the big screen. And Tim, per- Tim Burton was just the perfect guy for it. Just you suck the saturation out of their skin, uh, put some fog in there and some mangled trees, and you got yourself a movie. But I, I just had fun. I had fun. This was a good Johnny Depp character. A little too eccentric and goofy at times when I thought it was a little unnecessary, like when they're looking at the graves and then all of a sudden he's like oh let me get my fancy goofy tool glasses and that's the tim burton coming out though you know that's the tim burton and and as as it was going on i accepted that i was like well it is tim burton and he wants him to go over the top and he's done worse i will say tim burton has Um, gone way further over the top than he did with this one (laughs) but like i never thought i was gonna laugh when the horseman is hanging on to the back of the carriage, but he's getting dragged across the ground. And then Johnny Depp, he falls off the horse, but he's also being dragged across the ground. I'm like, why is this funny now? Like, it went from super serious to, like, they're both, like, right next to each other being dragged on the ground. I wanted them to, like, look at each other and be like, oh, God, you're right there kind of thing. But I had fun. Uh, that's that's the word that I would pin on this movie. It was, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. Nice little twists going on. Little little mystery that kind of what I wish the Tale of Two Sisters had, this movie had. All that exposition at the end to explain what happened. Either way, I still had fun. It was a blast. Hmm. What about you, Spencer? Yeah, uh, I watched this movie on my iPhone like five or six oh. years ago while on, when I was on a train. So it warranted a rewatch. Uh, and this movie is basically just the perfect movie to put on during Spooktober, the month of October, mm-hmm. late at night, you know, get some orange lighting, put out like a little pumpkin in front of your TV or something, you know, immerse yourself into that whole Spooktober vibes because this movie just matches that feel so perfectly. Uh, and this movie is just fun. And it is interesting seeing Tim Burton and Johnny Depp kind of start to play with how eccentric and weird they start going about the next 20 years of their filmography. Uh, mm. And they kind of blend that a little bit here. And yeah, like you said, it's it's not really warranted. It doesn't really work because Sleepy Hollow, I mean, like you said, John, like you didn't know this was like uh, rated R and like how graphic and like violent no. it is. I mean, like, it's a very like, gothic matter, yeah. horror film, very like hard R. And I wish it kind of committed to that tone as well. Because, yeah, when it does go for that comedy, it is just so weird and comes off very goofy. And, yeah, I mean, it's funny at times, especially when he falls off the horse and stuff like that. And pulls out his old, like, spectacles when he's investigating, like, the bodies and stuff. It's, that was cute. 
it's yeah it's weird and silly but like it, it definitely changes the tone pretty quickly but like i love the whole production value of like 1799 mm-hmm. gloomy town it's like tons of fog and then a headless horseman at night just roams the area and just chops your head off and you might see it become christopher walken which i laughed out loud at when i <laughs> remembered Holy that shit, he was dude. in this movie yeah. <laughs> how, how the horseman came out though i thought was really cool and really gothic and creepy yeah with the whole the tree of the dead and you're like looking at it and you think you see something moving and then you just see a horse foot just come out and i'm right like out of the freaking tree. oh my god yeah i was like it was cool like the way yeah. they did it it made the horseman look like a badass and it was just dark and eerie and just the moments where you knew that the horseman was coming you would hear the faint gallop and the distance yeah. yeah and the the, the cgi on the the head choppy choppy was a little choppy, but like <laughs> all you're doing is cut- you're you're just cutting off a head. Like it's gonna be yeah. goofy and weird looking at first, but it was a childhood story that was told in a really unique way with people that the story fit. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, this was their type of story. Sweeney Todd, yeah, so it had the same it type of atmosphere, just. The low saturated faces and the, the gloominess, bright the blood. Town. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like with Sweeney Todd, is they did commit to their tones, as in like they kept mm-hmm. it pretty dark, even though it was a musical. But it still worked really well. Uh, and I guess yeah, I guess there's even some moments of humor. I guess it's just Tim Burton style. It's just and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The yeah. saturation and the hues sucked right out of that one too. But, uh, so it's this movie did actually win Best Art Direction. Uh, and cool. was nominated for Best Cinematography and Best Costume Design. So it did get some love. I like, it. Wow. Uh, and that's I like not, it. That's not common for a horror movie uh, to make it to the Oscars. and even Especially win with one. Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. But Emmanuel Lebeski, I mean, he, he won the Oscar for Birdman and Revenant. So, I mean, he's... Yeah, his name popped up in the credits, and even, like I, I couldn't tell you who anyone was like when I first went to college, knew nothing about movies, and then when that name popped up, and I go... I kind of have an idea who that person is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've learned something. This is the <laughs> makeup like that guy. Or the guy did the makeup. Like, we've accomplished something. No, this was no, John. This is the cinematographer. You, I, <laughs> oh my god! See, I don't know who the fuck that is. Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> I haven't learned anything clearly. <laughs> mainstream boy. Um, dun, da, da, he's mainstream yeah. boy. Bum, know, bum, it, it I like def- Bumblebee. Okay, it was Green definitely room. Fun to uh, revisit this movie and give it the proper rewatch. Watching it on my TV with the whole like orange lighting and putting that pumpkin in front of my TV it just it just immersed me into that atmosphere. Did you even see the television with the pumpkin in front of it? Oh, dude, it's a tiny. I knew uh, if you were gonna say it, I was going to. Yeah, because you've said it like three times. I'm like, okay, how big is this fucking pumpkin? (laughs) God damn it. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, Spencer, if the pumpkin was in front of the TV, how'd you watch the movie? <laughs> yeah, did you watch it on your iPhone again? Oh, oh that explains wow. it. That's a that's, big step for a small that pumpkin. Is, uh, that's like a gourd. You can't even call that a pumpkin. You can't even carve that. I, I, John, so stop reading my mind. I was going to say gourd. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what, what would you give it, Spencer? Uh, I'd give it a three and a half out of five. I think this is just a really fun movie. Uh, I had a ton of fun just watching this again, and I I really do enjoy Tim Burton movies. I mean, he definitely has some misses, but for the most part, I just love his like mystical feel during all of his movies for some reason. It just works for me. And I know we didn't get to talk about Mars Attacks, but I had so much fun with that movie as well. It was just yeah. stupid talk about it. and dumb. But yeah, uh, I'd give this yeah three and a half out of five. 
I enjoyed it. Well, I'll raise your half. I'll give it a good four out of five. I I go into Tim Burton movies a little skeptical just because of the atmosphere that they give off sometimes. Um, now it makes me want to watch like Edward Scissorhands. I've never seen Edward see Scissorhands, it. wow. so it's great. Um, I'm excited to see that one now. It makes me appreciate Big Fish a little bit more and seeing all these other movies. Um, but yeah, four out of five for me. I definitely had fun. Would you buy it on Blu-ray? If there was a cool edition of it, yeah. um, I wouldn't get like just basic Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. But if it was Fuck like that. a 30th anniversary or something, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, that'd be cool. But just because there's so much stuff that you can do with it. Like, come up with an edition where the Blu-ray discs are in a decapitated head of the Headless Horseman. I just want Christopher Walken's bust on my shelf maybe someday nate uh i think this is one of those movies where you could release kind of like what logan did with like a little black and white edition i mm-hmm. think it it definitely warrants it with maybe maybe do like a sin city vibe the blood is red that'd be sick no i'd be into that no. Boy. that's no. a good idea i don't even fucking tell me that's not a good fucking idea it's not a good idea um i really like the atmosphere this movie set i i really feel like it was right out of a storybook with that r-rated tone thrown in there like I said, I didn't expect that going in, but all the scenes with uh, the headless hor- horseman just chopping people's heads off with a sword, the sound design surrounding that when he was like flipping the sword around was really cool, and Danny Elfman's music was was great as well. I kind of thought that the little it was not really much of a love story, but the the little connection between him and Christina Ricci was unnecessary, unwarranted because mm-hmm. it didn't end up really going anywhere. Um, I think either just go all out with it and go for it or just don't do it at all it just didn't seem like it needed to be there but i think overall like the best thing about this movie is just the tone that they were able to create with this uh it was it was just overall just a really good time so um i'm going to give this my third three and a half out of five of the week it was just a very fun movie that uh it surprised me. I didn't expect it to be uh, as enjoyable as it was. All right. Cool. Well, that was okay. uh, Sleepy right. Hollow, The Fun House, and A Tale of Two Sisters. I don't know. There was some spooks in uh, some of these movies. Uh, overall, though, there was some uh, some good movies. I think we're all pretty fresh on all of them. Uh, I feel bad kind of giving The Fun House a two and a half because I did have fun with it. But you know what? No. No regrets. Um, yeah. <laughs> check those movies out if those regrets. sound interesting to you. But, of course... This brings us to the end of the podcast where we announce our new picks for the poll at those movie dudes on our Instagram stories. You guys can go and vote right now if you're listening to this podcast. So, John, what are your uh, picks for next week? Yeah, so both movies that I believe Nate has either seen the originals for, maybe he's seen all of all of the remakes as well, but I'm going with uh, the... Fright Night. Uh, 1985's Fright Night. I can see your screen. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, that's what we're going with. Oh, shit. Fright Night. Against... Fright Night's amazing. Okay, I've that's never seen against, it. That's going against Invasion of the one. Body Snatchers. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> but you tell them. You the tell Blu-ray them. Don't let me up. talk over you. I know. I, I, I appreciate it. Talk for me. That means I don't have to. Uh, I don't know anything about these movies. I just know I haven't seen them, and both of which are at least horror movies that I feel like I should watch. So there you go. All right. That's, not a bad that's selection. decision-making there. Very nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. The Let's movies three. Let's go. that I am going to put in the poll. One movie is, uh got some help from Nate because he's going to steer us in the right direction. Uh, the Reanimator. I've never seen this. What did I just say? It's not called... 
Oh shit! I know he said it quietly to see if I would Re-animate. do anything, and I heard it. So, <laughs> but in the context of a conversation, it's like, have you seen the Reanimator? Have you no, ever like, seen, have you seen Reanimator? Reanimator? See, it feels like you're Reanimator. saying something wrong. Fuck you. But anyways, I've heard that's a kind of a fun little horror film, so I'd be curious if that one wins. Check that one out. And it's going against a movie that I read the the plot's uh, description, and I was sold. Uh, I think it has some creepy moments, but I really don't know too much about it. But it's called Paper House. came out in 1988. Paper Towns? Nope. It's about a child oh. who basically draws, and whatever he draws can kind of come to life. So that's all I'll say. Um, but it looked really interesting. Uh, it has some really good reviews. Um, so that is the one that I picked. It was on some lists as well as like what are some scary movies that no one's seen. So, yeah. So Cara Delevingne's not in it? No. No. And neither is John Cena or Haley Steinfeld. So yeah. The Reanimator and <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to make it through next week. Sweet. Yeah. No, I'm definitely excited for next week's stuff. Yeah, I, and these are some movies that I want to rewatch. Yeah, cool. like Reanimator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mainstream Boy next week has a has a couple good movies coming out. Well, well, hold hold on, John. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We have one more. Oh, language. Oh my god. I language. Go oh, far. me? <laughs> we yeah. You you haven't told I us didn't uh, think... your your flicks that uh, you're gonna. I didn't think ball. I knew. Oh, I guess uh, you caught me. I'll I'll give you some picks. All right. Well, the first one, I believe it's 1986. It's a movie called The Hitcher, a little hitchhiking Ooh, horror film. Okay. Oh, okay. that was going to be my guess. Then the second one Ooh. by an Oscar-winning director. I'm scared. Ang Lee. Chronos by oh, Guillermo del Toro. I've almost picked that a couple of times. Didn't I I'm lose? excited. Little vampire oh. movie. It's the final film in this movie. little trilogy of uh, horror films that I have yet to see that you could even mm-hmm. buy on Criterion. But um, you can. Cool. Yeah, I'd be interested to well check done. that one out if mm-hmm. it wins. Cool. All right, those are some interesting picks. Uh, so if those sound interesting, uh, help steer us in the right direction by going to our Instagram right now at those movie dudes and vote in our poll. Spooktober episode three. Fantastic. And yeah, it's okay, John. Go ahead. Mainstream boy, yeah, what's coming up? Oh, thank God. Finally my time to shine again. Uh yeah. So and your boy, time is Monday, up. All right. Thanks everybody. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh yeah. No. Uh by the way. Yeah. So Mainstream Boy, every Monday, guys. Uh we do have an episode out right now on uh Vampires vs. the Bronx. If you want to listen to that, we watched that last week. And we have an episode coming out this week, which is not going to be entirely horror movies, I don't think. But uh, we're definitely talking about Spontaneous. And uh, in the future, we will also have a uh, little little special uh, extra episode with the Blumhouse films coming out on Amazon Prime. Nocturne, Black Box, Evil Eye, and Joey King's The Lie. Yeah. Um, Terrible. So, that's, yeah, and just, yeah, that's where you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher for all your Android users. Those Movie Dudes, that's where you can find you. all of our podcasts, Mainstream Boy, and the main show, Those Movie Dudes. And all month long, it's October, we're watching some scary movies. I also noticed that we do have some new reviews on our Apple Podcasts, so thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't already, definitely go check out our Instagram. Oh, and sorry, that was me. I was going into I was going in to like, see if I could turn it down, and I accidentally followed, so... I'll fix that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. Make yeah. sure you do that, guys. And uh, thanks again. And we'll see you on Monday. <laughs> thanks, everyone. And that's that's it for me. Little ducky out. Toodles. Quack, quack. All right, you guys. If you guys like like physical media and you guys like Blu-rays, you need to go out and pick yourself up the deluxe 
Friday the 13th Scream Factory box set. Oh man, this thing's pretty. I'm, I'm, you, you guys, you guys should be jealous because this is like, this is release of the year material. Like, oh man, I'm so excited. I'm about to go have me some good times with these Blu-rays. So. Quack, quack. Yeah. I'm a duck, hey. 